going on, turds? Dr. Drill pulling out of Lincoln Ave, kicking ass, taking names on this nice chilly evening, 48 degrees on a Monday night, made it through a very busy day. But a good day. It was a good day. All's well that ends well, as they say. I'll tell you what, I got fucking bit. Stung by a goddamn yellow jacket when I was carving wood yesterday. And fucking Bucks County Bear. I've seen all these little bugs, you know, buzzing around. Because they're trying, they're on their last legs. They'll get a sunny day and the insects will be there. They'll pass out when it's 48 degrees right now. They're freaking... <clears throat> knees are freaking quaking, teeth are chattering, their mouth parts are freaking shivering as they cling to the, some freaking piece of vegetation out there, because they're all going to be dead in moments, um, so they get freaking cryogenically frozen this time of year, and then on a nice beautiful day like today was, they come out, you know, like this afternoon when the sun was out. It was like 60, 70 degrees, perfect day. They'll spread their wings and fly, and they'll go off and try to find something to pollinate, and they'll visit these little freaking half-dead or three-quarters dead flowers and shit like that. <clears throat> try to extract a little bit of pollen just to survive just a little bit longer. Anyways, fucking thing. I'm taking a picture towards the end of it. I've seen I've seen these these critters um, and it respected their you know their presence as I'm carving this bear. They're buzzing around, not bothering me too much. So then I reached around the bear just to hold on as I took a selfie with it. And when I pulled my arm back, I felt like Like I, it wasn't like I, I got fucking stung, and I saw sure as shit there was a little bit of a stinger in, in the inferior aspect of an abdomen sticking out of my fucking arm. So I flicked that out, and discarded it, brushed off the sawdust, and as the day progressed, I felt man, I got fucking stung. I go home this morning. I woke up in this fucking red circle around my arm down there. And right now, it's pretty bulbous here. The friggin' forearm is a wreck like a damn Peter. Red, swollen a little bit, itchy, a little bit firm to the touch. It's inflamed. I feel like I used to shrug this sort of shit off. Is this what 46 looks like? I used to fucking laugh at all these little bugs, these little... They didn't cause any chinks in my armor. So, I mean, I've been working hard all day. I haven't really noticed it too much. I forgot my fucking lunch pail. I know I did. I bet you I forgot my lunch pail back in the back room. Damn it. Um, anyway, I got stung by this fucking yellow jacket. It can kiss my ass. It's dead. Its asshole falls off whenever it stings you. I'll still come back again and again and again. But next time when I visit this uh, bear, I'm going to spray the inside of it. 
with some sort of fucking, you know, winged creature insecticide, and I'm going to fill it with foam insulation, the little holes and crevices that they have in there, and then I'm going to hermetically seal it with epoxy and varnish and all this other shit so that it's fucking, forget it, impervious to the elements. I was just thinking. I, I, I thought this occurred to me or, um, not too long ago. There is a, a substance. Talk about epoxy. So there is a cement. There is a substance that you can take. Let's say you want to put a fence post in. It is a um, fence post concrete that is like an epoxy. It will um, will harden significantly, but it is a foam. So it'll, it'll harden big time. Maybe I can pour that inside this bear. Like let's say I wanted a, a something that was a little bit harder than the, the foam insulation that you can get. The great, It's called Great Stuff, which I'm a big fan of. Maybe I can take this foam, in, this foam concrete and stick it in the bear and maybe sculpt it a little bit better. And maybe it'll help my carvings hold up a little bit better. I'm going to check that out. I want to search that when I get home. Anyway. Let's see. Something talking point for today. So. I had someone come in. Good friend. Such a sweetheart. She's a, a dog walker. A professional dog walker. I mean, she takes these dogs out and hikes with them. And I feel like when she goes out and does that, she it's incredibly therapeutic for both her and the dogs. She loves her work, takes it very seriously, and consequently is very successful. So she asked me, she goes, you know, what if I ask you a question, you know, like you're, you're in the Marines, right? You know, did you like retire or whatever? I, said, I always tell people when they ask me if I was in the Marines... Say, yeah, I served for four years, going on like 25. Well, you've heard me say this before, perhaps, but once a Marine, always a Marine. Right? Is the slogan. And it's true. Most of us that have um, endured the experience of going to boot camp and serving for any length of time honorably, you've had many experiences... Um, been challenged, been put down, been broken down, been built back up. It's a real thing. You know, it's a very, um, it'll leave you feeling confident. It'll leave you feeling experienced. It'll give you some tangibles and intangible benefits that a lot of people have and never will experience in their life. So, I always say that, you know, I, I served for four years because that's all I did serve for actively. Um, and I kind of never got out. Part of me never got out. So people are of the impression when they come in and they hear about me and somebody call me Dr. Drill or whatever. <clears throat> There's a sense that I've, like, this has been my life. And, and it has been. But I have not served for 20 years and retired. I got out after four and 
I decided to start up a fitness program. I, I shined my that Marine Corps work ethic and spirit and all that stuff, that esprit de corps, I carried around everywhere with me. And I started a fitness boot camp program that became larger than life, became extremely successful and helped a lot of people, made a lot of money, have a shitload of fucking stories from this time. You know, you talk to somebody who's a personal trainer or who, you know, teaches a class here. This is a this was on another level, man. This was like, to me, it was like at the top, I don't know, 1% of the fitness industry without selling gadgets and shit like that. Dr. Drew was a extremely compelling fitness personality that was like an alter ego of mine. And I've talked about that and it, that that it was kind of who it is who I am this this character but it was also you know a little bit a little bit tongue in cheek you know but anyway I took my experiences in the marines and I I shined that on another aspect of my life which is all we can expect from veterans we can hope for that we find a way to a place to put that that, that spirit, that, that work ethic, that, that no quit. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? When you leave, you know, I've said before, you know, you talk about PTSD. People have PTSD, uh, stereotypical uh, service member with PTSD. They maybe they got injured in the line of duty. Um, God forbid, and hopefully they did not. But um, there are other aspects of PTSD. I feel like it's traumatic just to separate yourself from service because it's such a a tremendous thing to serve and to be among your brothers and sisters and to be on a mission. And then you get out and there's not a mission. Most people are not on a mission. They work a job that they complain about. They have relationships that they complain about and they quit on and they just there's not the, the value system is not extremely well established in the civilian community. And when you come out and you've been part of something like being a Marine, you're like you're looking for that. You're looking at first you're like elated to be free from it. It's like you just got out of jail. And then once you're free, you're like, fuck man. Uh, wait a second, you know, my buddies aren't they say they want to hang out but they're never around and do these people really my friends, and I miss my guys from the old unit, even though I complained about them for four years straight, um, or I hated deploying, but now I wish I could just go off in the civilian experiment and head back into, you know, this social experiment, this, this uh, intense socialism experience, where I freaking, you know, I just go, I want I'm hungry, I go to the chow hall. Or, and my bullets and my firearms and my training and everything is afforded me. Just get on the bus, get on the truck, get on the plane, go off, do your job, and you, oh yeah, you hurt, we're going to take care of you. You know what I mean? So you miss being part of something, you miss being part of a tribe, a team. And so this young lady was asking, like, hey, you know, there's something different about Marines. Like, I feel like you guys, the Marines that I know, are serious. It's almost like you are, you don't take things so seriously. 
she was trying to pay me a compliment, I think, by saying that maybe there's something because your experience is so intense and so so difficult to be a Marine, and that there's such a um, a cult cult around it being a Marine that the Marines that she's run a, across have a confidence, a coolness under fire, um, tend to be kind of like, they're not, af- we're not afraid to, to be who we want to be. Whereas some of the other service member people that she's, that she knew served, like let's say in the army or the Navy, eh, just a little more casual about things. And there's definitely a swagger that Marines have, it's an attitude, you know, we can dissect that with the Marine Corps birthday coming up in just a couple weeks, less than a couple weeks. 10 days, nine days now, November 10th, 1775. Um, look, it's a, it's a tremendous thing. I think she was paying me a compliment and paying the Marine Corps a compliment, uh, s- stating that, wow, you know, you guys, you seem to kind of, you're not stressed out about the things that most people are. It's like you've, you know, you're tough, you're, you're confident, you're, and, um, I brought her back down to earth, or I, I appreciated the comment, but I also reassured her that we experience the same stresses that the rest of the world does, and that sometimes we can deal with it better, or put it in perspective where, let's say somebody was you know, deployed for six months to wherever whatever foreign land, whatever training base, whatever. You know, if you weren't directly in combat, you were training for that, which is all I ever did. You know, I spent time floating along the, the uh, across the Atlantic on a naval vessel. I told you stories about that. I was in Okinawa for six months. I was in Cuba for three months. I you know, I'd done a lot of cool shit. Went been to a lot of places in peacetime. And there were plenty of hardships. You know, you go out and you you get dirty, you work hard, you you know, you do some some challenging things. You walk through the woods at night. <laughs> it's pretty neat. And at time it sucks. You get bit by fucking all kinds of ticks and mites and sand fleas and fucking bees and everything else. Elements rain down upon you. It sucks. And so, yeah, when I think about it, my worst day in the civilian sector, how bad does it have to be to, to, um, to rival some of the experiences that I had in the military? I remember when I got out of the military, I said, man, nothing is going to be as hard as this has been. So if I can succeed in the United States Marine Corps infantry, I'm going to be okay. I'll never fucking never say quit, I'll never fucking, never be a challenge that I can't rise to, um, it's just a comparative experience, you know, somebody, I mean, uh, uh, there's few things that'll challenge you more than, than being a Marine, and being a grunt, or being somebody who's in the combat arms, in my opinion, it's difficult, but you could go off and you know, hike across the United States, or you could go and climb mountains, or you could 
you know, look for some other experience. You could work in the friggin' inner city soup kitchens, you know, trying to serve some purpose. But, you know, to prepare for combat, what is more stressful than that? Maybe being in combat? You know, you can only, and you can only prepare so much, right? But to prepare for combat is very freaking stressful. So yes, comparatively, even my worst days in the civilian sector, they're no big deal. But it was an interesting conversation I had with this young lady. I know that, um, you know, we have spoken about uh, some of the stresses of life and the, the liberations that we often have. But anybody who's thinking out there that um, is listening who thinks that, uh, you know, some sort of super soldier, that you want to insulate yourself from all stress by becoming some sort of super soldier or testing yourself in some way, sure. You know, you can go out there and you can do hard things just like I did. You know, you can go out there and you can go to the gym and and create a work ethic around your workouts. You can go after it and just focus on it. You can meditate. You can read. You can study. You can, you know, um, work hard physically and mentally. You can improve yourself every day. And, you know, hit some milestones. And then... You know, you might have, uh, you do hard things. Let's say you run fucking 5K or you run a marathon or you do things that, that there's some suffering involved, but not enough to kill you, but um, to give you an appreciation. You know, go out there and hike around in the rain. This fucking guy must have a tiny ass Peter. Go out there and hike around the rain. You know, take a cold shower. Do something that you don't want to do, but you do it anyway. You know, this morning, every Monday, every Sunday, I kind of rip the band-aid off. I'm like, oh man, freaking back to it tomorrow. Got a busy schedule. Got to be switched on. Got to get all this paperwork squared away. Got to clean the office. Got to do laundry. We all do that shit, right? I'm thinking like, fuck, you know, the last thing I want to do is go back to reality. I feel the same way as everyone else. But this morning, like many of you perhaps, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start my week right. Didn't get quite as much sleep as I would have liked. I ate a little fucking junk food over the weekend. had some Halloween candy. I got up at 5.30, rolled out of the rack, stumbled into the fucking bathroom, glided on some deodorant, took a nice big old shit, hopped in the truck and head on down the road to the gym. Got there at 10 after 6, did a thousand steps on the stair stepper, did a bunch of battle ropes, get a good pump in my upper extremity, took a nice shower and I took a fucking cold shower. Okay. 
and the showers at Planet Fitness, they didn't previously permit cold. And I would try to, because I just fucking worked my ass up and sweating like a fucking beast in there. I want to take a cold shower, not a goddamn hot shower, even a lukewarm, lukewarm shower. I want to take a freezing cold shower. Well, I went to this third stall. Either they tweaked the, uh, the shower temperature to allow freezing cold, or it's just this stall, which I find hard to believe, right? Somebody probably said, hey, I want to take a cold shower. Why is this fucking the lowest setting, you know, 110 degrees? Like bath water. <laughs> so do something that sucks, man. Do something you don't want to do. When your mindset is downtrodden and you feel like, oh man, I'm fucking cranky. I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to, you know, go interact with people. I don't want to, I feel like just laying around in my pajamas all day. Well, doesn't it feel good to lay around all day in your pajamas? But don't you feel start to feel a little bit nasty? Imagine if you did that every day. You always look like an unmade bed. Why don't you get up in the morning and put on some really nice clothes, a really nice outfit. And people will look at you and say, oh, wow, that person really taking some um, interest in their, in their um, appearance today. Ugh. You know, do something you don't want to fucking do. You want to complain about something, how about this, something you don't want to do, why don't you shut the fuck up, why don't you stop complaining about shit, when you stop, woe is me, when you, you're sitting around a lunchroom with your buddies, and everybody's complaining about their wives, or their husbands, or their job, or their boss, shut the fuck up and find something to be happy about, be thankful, you know, enough people are, you know, we need, we need more people just shutting the fuck up. All right, love and respect, my friends. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be uh, motivate you guys. Uh, long story short, do something that sucks. Do something that you don't want to do. Do it with consistency. It, you know, it, you don't want to do this thing, but you you know that it would benefit you and your life would be different if you did. So just do what you got to fucking do. It's a it's very difficult, but, you know, it, it reaps rewards. If I had slept in this morning and been all fucking nasty, more, maybe I got a half hour or an hour more of sleep, but I'd regret it. I'd feel even more nasty than I do right now, more tired, you know, so I feel boosted that I went in and did that thousand steps. I feel like I started the day right, and the other things that I encountered that, you know, were stressful to me or bothered me or wasn't looking forward to, um, they were easier to manage, right? So, um, nothing you haven't heard before, but I'm telling you now. And it, sometimes if you, 
if you want, just want to run your mouth about stupid shit and complain, don't fucking, you know, that shit's contagious. Just shut the fuck up. Find something to be happy about or you'll wish you had. Right? <laughs>